Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg Recap, your home for the Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from Philadelphia Flyers for Pittsburgh Penguins 3, a loss coming in the shootout for the Penguins in the first matchup, the first battle of Pennsylvania this season. Top storyline in this one uh, is pretty clear and obvious. While the Penguins were without two more of their top 12 forwards, Nola Chari and Matt Nieto were out. They still weren't able to get really anything going at five on five and their power play was detrimental to them in this game. Let's get straight into the game recap because I'm going to have more to talk about with the Pittsburgh Penguins power play later in this episode. So let's go to the goal recap. Like I just mentioned, first period went scoreless. Tristan Jari continued to have a pretty dominant stretch for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Pens they weren't really helping on the other end. I mean, nobody got to 10 shots on goal until there was 13 minutes and 38 seconds left in the second period. So low event hockey to start this one. It picked up steam real quickly on both sides. The Pittsburgh Penguins get the first goal of the game. Chris Letang gets a lucky bounce. He was looking for a deflection in net, and he got one. Just didn't happen to be anybody on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Letang gets the goal unassisted, his second of the season. And the Penguins considered themselves fortunate to be up one to nothing in this game. Shortly after that, Owen Tippett gets a breakaway, and he is shut down by Tristan Jari. But unfortunately for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Tippett was able to get Another breakaway the next shift after that, and he did not miss the second time. Tied the game at one. His eighth of the season assist goes to Tyson Forrester, and that is where we stood after two periods of play. Into the third period, Penguins strike early like they did against the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple days ago. Jake Gensel gets the redirection goal, puts the Penguins up 2-1 to one with his eighth of the season. Assists go to Eric Carlson, his 13th, and Brian Rust, his eighth of the season. And then the Pittsburgh Penguins... Their power play reared its ugly head, and it really, honestly, cost them the game in this one. The Flyers able to tie it up on a shorthanded goal. Poor play by Evgeny Malkin, outstretched and outbeaten by Scott Lawton, who puts his second goal of the season behind Tristan Jari, tying the game at two. Nick Sealer gets the assist on that one. Like I mentioned, about one second left on the Penguins' power play. A poor play by Evgeny Malkin at the point. It led to a breakaway for Scott Lawton, and he did not miss. Shortly after that, Penguins take a penalty, and they give up a goal 
on the penalty kill. Philadelphia takes the 3-2 lead, their first lead of the game. Unfortunately for the Penguins, they were on the power play. Eric Carlson gets beat at the top of the key. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Eric Carlson gets beat at the top of the zone. He takes a penalty on the ensuing power play. Tyson Forrester scores his fourth of the season, puts the Philadelphia Flyers up by a score of 3-2. Cam York and Sean Couturier notch the assists on that one. It felt like it was almost over and all but over for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but with the extra man at the end of the game, six on five with the empty net, Jake Gensel gets his second goal of the game, assist go to Brian Rust and Evgeny Malkin, a nice goal from Jake Gensel, knocking the puck out of midair to tie things up and get the Penguins at least one point in the standings to ensure that they don't fall further behind the Philadelphia Flyers than they ended up doing with the loss. No goals in overtime, although it was an eventful frame. And then in the shootout, only one goal scored, and that one came from Sean Couturier of the Philadelphia Flyers. He was able to beat Tristan Jari. Jari was able to stop Tyson Forrester and Travis Konechny, but on the other end, Samuel Arison stopped Jake Gensel, Sidney Crosby, and Brian Rust to solidify the victory for the Philadelphia Flyers. The game was a little slow in the early por portion of this one, not just when it comes to offensive opportunities, but really in a battle of Pennsylvania that is typically very, very physical. The only player that was really making any type of play in that manner was Nick Delorier because that's the only thing that he really brings to the ice at this point. You know, he tried to make that big hit on John Ludwig, tried to make a statement on the Penguins' big guy, and John Ludwig reverse hit him right into the Philadelphia Flyers' bench. But as the game went on, not only did the offense start to pick up for both sides, but the hitting started to pick up and the vitriol started to pick up, which is a nice thing to see between these two teams. No love lost between the organizations, and that rivalry still runs deep. Let's go to our three stars of the game in this one. Third star, not somebody that a lot of people are going to mention. Some people, I saw uh, Colby Armstrong mentioned it a couple times on the broadcast. Marcus Pedersen continues to have a phenomenal season for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he had a really good game, really stout game against the Philadelphia Flyers in this one. Made a few stellar plays to shut down opportunities for Philly, including one very big one when Philly was on the power play. Pedersen was tripped up by Cam Atkinson. He was on his butt, but he was able to get back up, make the play, and then, of course, it, it was followed up by a big hit by Chris Letang. Pedersen went over there and laid the big body as well. I thought he had a pretty stellar game, and I thought he made a couple of very key defensive plays uh, that would otherwise go unrecognized. Second star of the game in this one, got to give it to Jake Gensel. His second two-goal game of the season, but we'll say his first real two-goal game of the season because the first one was against the San Jose Sharks, and everybody was putting the puck in the back of the net, including... Riley Smith, who has yet to score since that game. So Jake Gensel getting two goals in this one, big goals in at that, gave the Penguins the lead early in the third period, and like I mentioned, tied things up late and got the Pittsburgh Penguins a point in the standings. All important is that's what they need to continue to do is just continue to rack up points, especially in a game against a team that you're neck and neck with. You can't give up the two points. You can't give up that massive four-point swing as these games are going to be giving up you know, only uh, what two point swing in that is uh, is a good thing for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and Jake Gensel was key to that. First star of the game could have gone a couple different ways in this. Uh, gonna go to a Philadelphia Flyer. It's gonna go to Owen Tippett. You know, somebody that when he first got to the Philadelphia Flyers, he was there right at the outset of their breakdown and their rebuild. He's kind of been one of the silent guys that when you look at the Flyers, everybody thinks. Travis Konechny. Everybody thinks, oh, Nick Delorier. Everybody thinks Cam York. Everybody thinks Carter Hart. But I thought Owen Tippett has been silently one of their better players, one of their young players that they've leaned on a lot. 
since they started breaking it down, since they started to go young, and he had a pretty good game in this one. Multiple breakaways, and he did cash in on a second one. Tristan Jari shut him down on the first one. He made sure he didn't miss in the second one. He had an opportunity in overtime, but Evgeny Malkin made a good defensive play on that one. Speaking of Evgeny Malkin, he didn't have the greatest night, and neither did the Pittsburgh Penguins' top power play. My final thoughts in this one, heads need to start rolling. On that power play. I mean, Mike Sullivan has preached, you know, patience. You can't continue to just make changes and continue to make changes. You need to give guys time to try to figure it out on their own. This power play has had plenty of time. Heads need to roll, and I'm not talking about the left flank position. One of the big four needs to be taken off that unit because it's getting to a point where it is actively hurting your chance to win hockey games, and it did so last night. 100% the reason the Pittsburgh Penguins did not win that game in regulation. They should have. While they didn't perform the best, well, I think that they could have been a lot better in a lot of different areas. The power play is the reason they didn't win that game in the third period because I thought the Penguins in the third period looked really good. They were the better team in the third period. They were getting ready to do exactly what they did in Tampa Bay, which was take over when it mattered most and get the two points at the end of the day and live to fight another day and hope your best performance is the next one ahead of you. But... Unfortunately, the power play kept making mistakes. It allowed the Philadelphia Flyers to stay in the game, and eventually the Philadelphia Flyers just they took it far enough to be able to win the game because I thought the Penguins were better in the third period. I thought the Penguins were better in the overtime period. The only issue was the power play didn't cash in on their opportunities and gave opportunities to the Philadelphia Flyers. Evgeny Malkin on the point is a gamble. We understand that, and it has been that for his entire career, but the difference is, for the most part, it's a gamble that eventually is going to pay off. The longer this goes and the more mistakes that Evgeny Malkin makes at the top of the zone on the power play, the less and less likely you are to say, you know what, let's keep making this gamble because the thought of, well, it's going to pay off whenever he scores a goal just starts to get further and further from reality. This power play is not cashed in on their last 26 opportunities, and it seems like when the situation becomes more important, this power play becomes more impotent. And that's what we saw on Saturday night against the Philadelphia Flyers. Not just Evgeny Malkin, though, but Eric Carlson, I mentioned, took a really bad penalty because the Penguins got a power play with eight minutes left in the game. You're tied at that point. You score a goal, you get to shut things down like you did against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not only do they not score a goal, but early in the power play, about 30 seconds into the power play, Eric Carlson is standing flat-footed. Travis Konechny bumps the puck around him, and Carlson takes a bad penalty. He's one of the fastest players on the ice, Eric Carlson. Turn and burn. I'm not sure what he was trying to do there. He took a bad penalty. He went straight into the penalty box because he knew it. That's exactly what he was going to get called for. And the Pittsburgh Penguins gave up a goal in the ensuing power play. While they have a good penalty kill unit, you don't need to keep giving them work, especially when you take a penalty on the power play. Offensive zone penalties always detrimental to your team effort but especially when you have the man advantage. Heads need to roll on that unit, and I understand a lot of people look at Mike Sullivan in this situation and say you need to have a stricter hand, you need to have a heavier hand on these guys, and this is one of the times that I agree that you know if he can't get the job done, that's when you start to look at him and say you're failing this team because he's been A-OK making sure that, hey, Unikopinen, Redeem Zahorna, and that fourth line played under eight minutes of total ice time. He's been okay saying Jansen Harkins and Redeem Zahorna didn't touch the ice after the Penguins took the lead in Tampa Bay because they're detrimental to the team's success. When is he going to sit down with the top guys on the team and actually make them be responsible for their actions, actually show that there is something that happens when you cost your team victories? Because at this point, 
Like I said, the power play is costing the team victories. Mike Sullivan needs to change something, and switching up the left flank is just going to continue to be the definition of insanity. Doing the same things over and over, expecting a different result. The results have been the same. The most constant thing, the most consistent thing, I should say, about the Pittsburgh Penguins is that their power play is not going to score a goal. Oh, for their last 26, they're in the bottom five in the NHL, and with the talent that they have on this roster, that just is not acceptable. It's costing them games, it's costing them an opportunity to move up the standings, a win yesterday would have put them either in or just outside of a playoff spot, and at this point, that's where you want to be. You just want to float in a playoff spot. You can't cost yourself wins against teams, especially teams in your division that are going to be around your standings finality in the Philadelphia Flyers. They're going to be right there all season long. At least they've been there through the first quarter of the season. They're a young team. They have the legs to keep going throughout the season. John Tortorella has them playing well. If they're going to be there, you can't give up points, especially in a game where you were the better team down the stretch with a chance to win the game. The power play cost you, and you lose the game for it. But We'll see if they're able to bounce back. We'll see if any changes are made. I would highly doubt they're going to be made, but we'll see if they do anything going forward. Up next, the Penguins have the second half of this home-and-home. Home. It got a little contested down the stretch. It got a little physical down the stretch. Should be a fun one to watch on Monday evening in the city of Philadelphia on the eastern part of Pennsylvania. But that's it for this one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. We'll see you guys next time.